Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I am joined today, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, my business partner, Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. You chuckled. Did I say with? No, say no, 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 no. It, it oh. almost took on a wedding DJ kind of tone there. <laughs> I, I felt like I was coming in through a, a haze of, you know, frozen ice. What's that thing? What's that thing that they do? The ice sculpture? <laughs> What's that? Did you did they freeze you and brought you in as an yeah, ice sculpture? Yeah, you ever seen you ever seen that movie um <laughs> Star Wars? Empire Strikes Back? Star Wars sounds familiar. Keep going. It Maybe was, I might... it was popular once, once upon a time. Okay. Um it was popular. But there's a guy in that uh, character who gets <laughs> Who <laughs> gets like me. frozen or something like that? So. Oh, that was, that was the inspiration. Is that Chilly Willy, the penguin? Chilly Willy, the penguin. No wonder I'm so chilly all the time. Oh gosh! New Year, just like the old year. <laughs> I tell you, it was yes, it was the Ugnuts that uh, that froze him. Remember the little guys that were called the Ugnuts? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're not thinking of Oompa Loompas. Uh, doobity do. No, I'm not. Okay. okay. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. So, like you had said, new year, just like the same year. Check out the new <laughs> boss, same as the old boss. Um, what, you know, here we are in a new year. It is officially 2019. Officially. It's been rubber stamped and everything. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? In two th- I mean, single cast nation aside, because we, t- we touched on this in, in the previous episode. But what are you looking forward to in 2019, if anything at all? I'm hoping your nose will dry up. (laughs) I know, it's runny this time of year. The month of December has not been easy uh, (laughs) in our meetings. And I'm I'm really crossing fingers that 2019 will really turn a corner. Uh, You'll you'll maybe turn up the heat in your house and dry out your nose. I guess that's related to Single Cast Nation, though, since it's our meetings. Um, I don't know. What am I looking for? I, honestly, I don't know. 2018 was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my brother got married in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. You and your wife were there. My wife was there. Um, I played golf in Portugal uh, oh, in wow. May yeah. of that year. Um, obviously, Single Cast Nation did well. We had the success of hashtag giving tuesday oh yeah uh, that was great where our members raised twenty thousand dollars for a host of charities which was remarkable so stinking cool absolutely remarkable yeah. um so I, I guess i'm looking forward to giving tuesday 2019 see see what we can all top mm-hmm. uh from 2018 that'll be that'll be pretty cool um Obviously, you and I in the next week will be in Jerez, Spain for the first time. Oh my gosh, I can't Very wait. much looking forward to that. Yeah, can't wait. Maybe 2019 will be the, the year that gets me down to Oaxaca, since I missed out on that in 2017. We've got to get you down there. We really so, do. Yeah. And then, of course, um, going around the United States representing Single Cast Nation as a supplier will be a, a new twist on an old theme as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm very much looking forward to that 
as well. So yeah, there's some some you know obviously a lot of what we do is single cast nation focused, and so that's a lot of what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, travel obviously a big thing. Yeah. Oh, you there's a lot that I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> All right, a, a twist, twist on the question. Uh, yeah, like we we've got to get a wall replaced. I've got to hire. A, uh, oh gosh, yeah, someone from the Freemasons, right? Is it the Freemasons that make the walls? I think so. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. Um, which is it? An internal wall, an external no, it's wall, a, ex- a load bearing wall? It's an external retaining wall. Mm, there you go. Yeah, got to do that. Okay. I, I, I just I, I look I look at 2019 and I think of all that's going on, and I see a lot of money being spent, and I'd rather save money. Well, we will certainly do our best to to make some money that you can spend. Um, it's interesting. Usually, it's you that's the the Debbie Downer, and I, I just realized I just Debbie Downed. You, you did, but I, I gave you your space. Let you do your thing. <laughs> You know what I'm looking forward to? Fijil. Mm. That is going to be wonderful. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I'm 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 nervous because uh, you know I might as well get my little bit of pessimism in. Um, I I'm not a big fan of crowds of people. Oh, I've got no interest in the people. Uh, that's not how I would say it. Please, oh, okay. I hope nobody thinks those are the words in my mouth. That's what I'm hearing. That you know, you you don't like people. You don't want to be around them. You hate everyone you meet. There's lots of people that I'm looking forward to seeing at Fashio. I just don't need the other three to five thousand people to be around them. The thing I love about Isla is that it's just a massive empty space, mm. and Fashio sounds like it's going to be a massive humanity. And uh, <laughs> without offending humanity, I much prefer empty space to humanity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm also not somebody who enjoys standing in lines, uh, also known as queues. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the thought of lining up at night for a whiskey release in the morning, nah, I, I'd just be okay not having the whiskey release. Then what what brings us there then? <laughs> Why are we headed to Vigil? <laughs> because of what I said earlier and, and what you tried to take out of my mouth. Oh. There are people that we desperately want to see yeah. and hang out with. Yeah, yeah. And that's why. Yeah. And there'll be there'll be there'll be plenty of whiskey. I'm not worried about that. And so if it's not standing in line for mm-hmm. a Fashil release, mm-hmm. it'll be drinking great whiskey somewhere else with someone else. Sure. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious what the experience, what form that experience is going to take. Well, I, there are a few bottlings that I'm looking forward to getting in line for, such as I always look forward to the Lagavulin. I always look forward to the Kilhoman. And uh, have you ever have you ever done it when you've for any product or or theater tickets have have you been one of those people who has set up a tent and some some beach chairs and and spent time i've definitely waiting i've definitely talked about doing it that that's not the same 
<laughs> Does that not equate? No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's different. Have you? It's a very, it's a very precise question. Have you done it? I have never camped out for okay. anything. No, I. Yeah. Um. So the the closest. Yeah, I, I think that I did. I recall. Hmm. Waiting in line for a few hours with my dad to get tickets to see Return of the Jedi. Hmm. And there was just a line out the door, around the building, further and further and further. You know, this is no camping out overnight kind of thing. But, you know, when you drive past the place and you see that uh, they'll have show times for such and such a time. So we just said, oh, let's, let's, let's go and see if we can get some tickets. And we saw the line. And I figured my dad would say, no, 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 we, we, we can't wait in that line. Look at that. It'll be ours. But he said, want to wait in line for tickets? I said, Look yes, I do. So I did. Look at that. Yeah. I, I once waited in a, in a line, in a queue for 20 minutes for... Uh, a pour of Yamazaki, nineteen eighty four. Oh, we talked about this recently, and I, I and I felt like that was about the longest I would stand in a line. That's so. You've never been to Disney World, Disneyland. No, 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 thank you. Nope, no, thank you. Nope, no. I, I don't consider a good vacation to be one spent standing in line, after line after line. <laughs> no, nope, no, thank you. I'd even stand in lines at the airport. <laughs> I'll wait until everybody is boarded and then I'll get on. Yep. Without delaying the plane. I'm not I'm not an asshole. <laughs> Thank you for uh for adding that last bit in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all sat there and, and waited on, on uh people coming across to, to join a plane and you're like, let's just leave them. Let's just shut the door. We're let let's take charge of the situation. But but if you wait then you don't have any overhead space to put your belongings. I don't travel with belongings. You check everything? It's not true. I check everything. I, I, I carry one satchel that goes under the seat in front of me. Fair enough. You, mm-hmm. Mr. Man, travel with the 50-pound backpack. Because I carry everything for us. <laughs> <laughs> everything goes in my bag. I always have extra bags because I've got to carry all of the equipment. I've I've always wondered what's in that backpack of yours. I just know it's very, very heavy. It's dead hookers. Hookers of families too, you know. (laughs) So the other thing that I'm looking forward to in 2019, and and you had mentioned it. I wouldn't say you had mentioned it, but, you know, you said, oof, I've got to get to Oaxaca. And my mind immediately went to, oof, I've got to get you to the Netherlands. I've got to get you to Maltstock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That I'm very much looking forward yeah. to. 250 people, I think, is is a size I can handle. And they are all on the level, all yeah. on the whiskey level. That I think I can do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that word all includes our guest today, Yumi Yoshikawa from Chichibu. will be there. Yumi Yoshikawa. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. When's the last time you... seen Yumi in years. And there was my question. When's the last time you saw Yumi? 2012 or 13. Really, really, I think we saw her just before she went back to Japan. So the last to take the job with with, with Chichibu. Chichibu. So the last time you saw her would have been the second time you met her. 
I think so. Yep, checks out. Okay. Yeah, because I think she went with Chichibu in 2013. Mm-hmm. We met her in 2012. Mm-hmm. And then went back to the Highlander to hang out and drink, and, and she was there again in 2013. That's right, and that's when she told us how excited she was for this new job with Chichibu to go back to Japan. Yep, that's exactly correct. Yeah, it was good seeing her. It was good seeing her in her role as the brand ambassador for Chichibu. And, you know, during our conversation, she just, she proved to me that time is fun when you're having flies. By letting me know she's been with Chichibu for five years now. Quick five years. Right? But it, like, five years is not quick. <laughs> like, five years, like, whiskeys could be made in five years. Right? F- five-year-old children could be made in five years. That, that is, that's a fact. That's a biological fact. Right? You could go from one decade to the next. You could be 37 and then 42. In five years. I feel like regular listeners. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, I feel like they're always surprised when you grapple with math. <laughs> like the, way, the way your mind just interprets math, um, <laughs> I think is always, <laughs> I don't want to say entertaining. Okay. Because okay. that's a very strong okay, word. Okay, so what do you want to say? Uh, um I don't know. I also don't want to say interesting. That seems like it's too much of a statement as well. Um, yeah, there's some passive aggressiveness and in interesting. <laughs> but but here but here's the thing. I'm not grappling. <laughs> I'm not grappling with the math of it. I'm just simply anybody who says you can go from one decade to another, you can go from thirty seven to forty two in five years, is grappling with the math. I'm just I'm pausing. And I'm taking inventory. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Telephones, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> right? Computers, how do they work? <laughs> These are small miracles, Jason. So set the scene for us, because okay. we've, we've had other malt stock interviews. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like you were always either heading from this place to that place and met somebody along the way, mm-hmm. or... Somebody was going to walk in this door and you paused them for 10 or 15 minutes before they did. Or, you know, set the scene for for the Yumi conversation, because this is a little bit out of the ordinary. A little bit. So 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 I will start off by by letting you know I I got to malt stock late on the Friday and it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning event. So I got to malt stock late on the Friday. I I had missed one of the classes I wanted to be at, but I got to hang out, drink some whiskey, meet up with some old friends, and always out of the corner of my eye, whether it was Friday evening or Saturday morning or Saturday day or what have you, I'd always see Yumi out the corner of my eye, but she's always deep in conversation with this person, that person, on her way here, on her way there. And every time I saw her, I said, you know, I've, I've got to stop and at least say hello. Because the year before, you know, we had some nice conversations. I saw her master class with Tatsuya of the Highlander Inn. And I thought it was fantastic, the both of them. So much so that I had signed up for her class. I think that must have been the one that I missed. 
on the front. I could mm. I could be wrong. I, I think that that might have been the one that I missed. I can't quite mm-hmm. remember at this point. But but anyway, my what I'm trying to get at is there were a lot of people vying for her attention, and I just simply wasn't able to. the 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 timing never worked out until Saturday, actually Sunday, very early morning. Uh, as I'm headed out leaving to go to my hotel uh, so I can wake up early the next morning and fly back to my wife and kids. <laughs> early the same morning? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 early the same morning. So I'm headed out, and I see Yumi, and I don't remember what she was doing, but I said, hey, you know, I... <laughs> Just to be clear to the listeners, you saw you bumped into her at three o'clock in the morning. Okay, okay, yes. Just to be clear, <laughs> she don't know what she was up to. I, I was I was on my way back to my hotel at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was I was trying to sugarcoat it a little bit. I guess I should have went full Monty with that. Yes, uh-huh. yes. So it's three in the morning. I'm headed out. I'm you know waiting for my taxi. And I'm sure she's, like, ready to pack it in. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, oh, I've been meaning to talk with you. Do you are you up for a 10-minute interview? The last thing she wanted to hear <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, boy. But, but if I recall, before we recorded, I think she herself said, I've been seeing you, I've been wanting to talk to you. So... It was an opportunity for us to both sit down and have a nice little conversation. So for for our listeners who, who may not be familiar with you, shame on them, first <laughs> and foremost. But Yumi, you, the first time I met you, well, first off, you were with Chichibu Distillery. Yes. But the first time that I met you, you were at, was it at the Kregeliki or the Highlander? Ah, uh, that's the Highlander. The Highlander. Yes. Was that your start in the in the whiskey world in the whiskey business? Yes, kind of. But since when I was 19, mm-hmm. I was working as a barkeeper, bar woman, okay. barman in yeah, that case. Yeah. Yes, then been working behind the bar for a long time. Yeah. And of course, we are serving whiskey a lot. Then first time when I traveled around Scotland, it was in 2005. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Then, and yeah. And then you started at the Highlander in 2011. Oh, so when I met you, you you had only been working there for about a year then. I think so. I was there since 2011, 2012. Then 2013, I came back to Japan, so to go with Chichibu. Yes. I remember you being incredibly excited about that. <laughs> really? Yes. You do, you remember that? I do I do remember that. Actually, I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a good help. <laughs> so right now in 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 Japan, there's there there are more distilleries being built. Yes. And you just told me something that I that I hadn't known that Chichibu is opening up a second distillery. Yes. And so this was announced a week or so ago. It shows you sometimes I don't pay attention. Hmm. But is this a second distillery to produce a different style of whiskey, or is this to increase the overall Chichibu name? 
Um, what we are thinking is actually for the first uh, distillery, yeah. we can produce only one style mm -hmm. of whiskey because we have only two pot stills. Then we are like a whiskey lovers enough or whiskey mm -hmm. geek enough. So especially Ichiro, he wanted to try something different. Yeah. Yes, that's why uh, we are trying the direct heating. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That'll be background noise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the first distillery is indirect heating. Then for the second, it's oh, going to be direct. Oh, direct fire heating? Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. Okay. And the, the same, will the second distillery have direct fire as well? Yes. Uh, the first one is indirect. Oh, it's indirect. The new one will be direct. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. So not only the volume, but also the character. We need yeah. more character. Okay. Yes. Okay. But right now, Chichibu is... I just tasted some 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. But that is not bottled yet. Not yet. So what excites you about Chichibu and its aging? And, and let me... Bef before you answer that, if you don't mind, I remember tasting Chichibu when there was two-year-old spirit being sold, heavily peated and, mm -hmm. and such. And, and it was... Similar to Kilhoman, you got to to be a part of a distillery's birth and growth and evolution. And obviously, I'm sure being being a fan before working with Chichibu, what's exciting you about the spirit as it it's now in double digits? Yes, uh is the really good advantage for working s for small distillery or like mm. a distillery which doesn't have long history. That is, uh, we can make history yeah. for the yes, distillery. Yes. Then, of course, I haven't tried 15 or 20 years old, 30 years old, which means I can be the first one. Yeah. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. So that's why. I've been so exciting to taste it uh, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Then this time I could make it. Jason, you listened to the raw audio this morning. That is true. And I'm curious of, of everything that you listened to during that interview. What was it that, that captured your attention the most or maybe that you learned the most from? Well, I think there's the, the aspect that you've been... Uh, discussing for for all of last year 2018 mm -hmm. this this idea of you know Japan having pure malt single malt the Japanese category mm. and how it plays around with Japanese spirit and Scottish spirit and Japanese water and I, I was really happy to hear with Yumi in front of you that you got to have that type of conversation yeah. about what, how is this viewed in Japan? How is this discussed in Japan? We're having these conversations where you know some Americans are, are learning about practices that are decades old for the first time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, not just Americans, but... By the way, you know, this, and, and we'll get to that part, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we'll, we'll get to the interview in a second, but 
this whole argument about what is Japanese whiskey, what isn't Japanese whiskey, you know, what is the category of Japanese whiskey, the whole argument about, boy, these guys are mixing whiskey from other countries in with Japanese whiskey, or maybe they're just using 100% whiskey from other countries. When I look at the arguments around that, I'm seeing a lot of UK and European folk chiming in and having massive concerns about it. Where in the US, I think because the category of pure malt is new-ish to the US, we're only now catching on to this decades-old tradition of the Japanese pure malt category. And and I'd even venture a guess that as the as more Americans learn about this, that they will likely be a bit more accepting than the rest of the world about the pure malt category simply because of what do we do in the U.S.? We have whiskey on store shelves where 80% of American whiskey is whiskey sourced from elsewhere, right? You've got Templeton getting MGP rye. You've got you know, this brand using this distillery's stock and so on. And and people are kind of cool with it so long as there's a bit of transparency, right? People are cool with Smooth Ambler doing all their old scout stuff. And Smooth Ambler says, yep, we get this from MGP and we're cool with it. Yeah, but that, I think there's also, I think it's easy to only view one group of people being somewhat upset or, or, or somewhat controversial about it. But even Yumi, in another part of the interview, said, um, you know, when she started as a brand ambassador for Chichibu, some of her work was explaining the difference between single malts and blended malts. Mm. And so I, I think we've got one level of enthusiast who is paying very close attention and saying, oh, I don't think they're being as clear here, as transparent here as, as they could be. And, and I think when you throw in the American example, there are millions of American whiskey drinkers who don't give two hoots yeah, yeah, yep. where the whiskey's coming from. Yep. It's just, do I like it? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so we spend a lot of time with Single Cast Nation talking about transparency. Yeah, And yet... We as independent bottlers exist in a realm with other independent bottlers who say matured in oak. You know, there's there's no further cask information attached to that. And instead of, you know, the, the wider body thinking that that is somehow a conspiracy, mm. they instead say, well, I'd like to have known what this was in, but it was in oak. All right, I accept that. Uh, and so I feel like that's where the the pure malt conversation goes as well. Yeah. Where for some people, transparency hugely important. Desperately want to know more about it. For other people, does it taste good? Done and done. I, I think the upsetting bit, at least, you know, getting back to the argument of Japanese whiskey and, and specifically Japanese pure malt. The upsetting part about it is there are some pure malt brands that are not questioned at all. In fact, they're revered and winning awards. And, you know, there's the example of Nika Taketsuru, 
which is a great line of whiskeys. The unaged, non-aged statement, 12-year-old, 17-year-old, 21 or 22-year-old, and all of them are phenomenal whiskeys. But if you dig a little deeper, you, you find out, and a lot of people know this, that the vast majority of the whiskey in that bottle is from the Ben Nevis distillery, right? There's a reason why Nika owns that distillery. They're using a lot of the stock for their own pure malt, but it's never brought up and they don't talk about it. And I think most people know it, but they don't say anything. And then you've got the example of um, Kuryoshi, who only recently put their own stills in. You know, I wonder if it's a matter of does this brand or company only source whiskey or do they source and produce? And, you know, maybe that's where the rub comes from. I, I, I don't quite know, but I think it's just a bit unfair that one brand would take heat while other brands have been doing it for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But I also, I also think it's a question of legitimacy. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, to continue with the U.S. example, when you have High West, when you have Smooth Ambler, uh, when you have Templeton Rye. Yeah. The, the question among younger whiskey enthusiasts was, is this legit? And I think when you get into a category and you first start learning, you assume everything you're learning about is legit. Mm. So if you went out and you started learning about the Japanese category and you learned about Nika Takatsura, all of that was legit. That's just what you were learning. Now that you are in the category, and you just said it yourself, you know, the, you know, uh, Kuriyoshi. 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 And it's Taketsuru. Taketsuru. Oh. And so they've got new stills coming in, right? Have they been sourcing the whole time? It sounds exactly the same as High West and Smooth Amber. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. When they're trying to keep the doors open and the lights on. They've sourced some juice to get it bottled, to get it sold, to get some money. Nobody thinks that's controversial. Mm. Um, they then start producing their own, and some of their own now goes in with some of the source juice, right? Is that controversial? Mm. Right. I, 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 I don't know. To then get to the point where, okay, now we're only putting our own juice into our own bottle. Okay, well, there you go. Now people are happy, yeah. right? Oh, that's what a distiller should do. Yeah. But the fact that they're they're with that brand every step of the way, I think, raises the legitimacy question. Should I be paying attention to this new brand? Will it be gone in the next two years? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? And I think that's why Kuryoshi gets questions that Nika doesn't. Yeah, it could be. Just new kid in town kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, let's instead of you and I yammering on about this, let's let's hear what Yumi had to say. And I'll leave my question in there, I think, just to uh, make sure that 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 everything is framed properly. Kind of controversial issue, kind now, of a, right? a controversial issue where they're they're taking whiskeys from all around, mm. uh, aging it a little further diluting it with Japanese water, calling it Japanese whiskey. Mm. But this is a practice that's been going on for decades. And for some reason, even though 
a lot of the big players are doing, still doing this. Uh, they seem to be the ones um, taking the heat from it, if you will. But I know that you have your malt and grain product. Yes. Which is, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you call it sort of a, a whiskey of many countries. Mm-hmm. It's kind of world branded, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and you are transparent about that. Yes. And I think. Kuryoshi is as as much as they want to be. They're、mm. transparent about the fact that they source from all around. But I wonder if you run into that at all that that concern, that complaint about the category of Japanese pure malt.、Mm. With Chichibu, you're a distillery, so you don't have to have that argument. But I'm curious for those that have complaints about a style of whiskey that's been around for decades. Yes. What your thoughts are. Um, for example, before when I joined to the company, I was one of the, like a consumer.、Mm-hmm. Then I believed that transparency would be really important for customer because it's same as food. We really want to know, right, where it's coming from. Right. Right. It's made in like、uh, Japan or in China or Korea or in U.S. or Europe.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then. That's same as whiskey. We believe we we don't really care, like from whiskey enthusiast point of view, if it's coming from Scotland or、mm-hmm. America or in Japan.、Mm-hmm. If it's good, if it's good, it's good. Yes, good、yeah. is good. But the thing is, if it's showing the transparency or not,、mm. that's why we are thinking that because you know in Japan we don't have one hundred distilleries in Japan. Exactly.、So And also historically, we don't really sell the casks、mm. each other.、Mm. In that case,、uh, wow! So Scotland, they are making quality stuff. So why don't we use theirs? Then Ichiro started using the Scotch whiskey, or American and Canadian,、mm-hmm. and Irish. Yes. Yes. Then as long as if we show it on the label. Yes. Yes. Then people if choose it, that's good because it's、yeah. good. Good. Yes. So. Whiskey should be good, and also we have to like、uh, we whiskey producer have to show our respect to the consumers. Love that, yeah. Yes. And, and just so our listeners are clear, that what you're talking about, about is a specific product of malt and grain.、Mm. Everything else that Chichibu does is all the single malt that you produce on site. Yeah, single、That's、malt、great. is、yeah. on site. Then some branded malt. Some of them are Japanese, but some of them are not Japanese and、yes. Scotch. Then if you see the label, yeah,、uh, we put Japanese whiskey. That's one hundred percent Japanese. Yes. But if it's just saying pure malt or、uh, the English explanation saying that it's <laughs> bottled or like matured in Chichibu. Yes. Yes. That、oh, okay. means we don't use like a one hundred percent Japanese whiskey, so it's、okay. really clear. Okay. Are those? Is that law going to be challenged at any point in the future? Yes, I believe so. Because,、yeah. uh, as I know, the working group、mm-hmm. is going on now. Okay. Then the regulation must be decided by two thousand twenty, as I know. Oh, so it's very close. Yes. Very close. Okay. Because everybody is thinking that this situation、mm-hmm. is 
a kind of tradition of Japanese whiskey industry, but mm -hmm. it's starting from 1940s. So, at some point, <laughs> we have to change it. And and th and that's the point that I think most people don't know. Mm. They assume that it has to be all single malt, and that's the way tradition was. But that technically is not what tradition has been because of the the small number of distilleries that you've had in Japan. It's all the the whiskey has always been supplemented with importing Scotch whiskey. Yes, and bottling that. Mm. And a lot of people don't know that or don't don't under I think they know it now, but they don't understand fully the history mm. of it. Yes. So yeah. history and whiskey industry. It's yeah. like the same in Scotland too, I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when we are studying about history, mm -hmm. at some point maybe we might find the fact of the industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's same in Japan too. Okay. Do you see a time in in the future as more distilleries are being built in Japan mm. where you would begin trading with one another? I think so. Yeah. Yes, especially for the small one. Some of them, they don't care about like a Japanese... Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say it's bad tradition or a good mm. tradition. Like I'm not going to exchange the casks. Yeah. Uh, the small... Distillery, they don't really care about that. Mm. So I'm sure they might start purchasing each other. Then in the future, maybe big company might be following. Okay. Yeah. You and I yammered on a little bit there about something that we're quite passionate about. You're certainly passionate about it. You get on the front lines uh, every day. Mm -hmm. I think you had a nice back and forth with Yumi. Yeah. And maybe at this point, instead of you and I yammering another setup why not just hand the floor back over to that conversation and let you and Yumi have kind of a natural back and forth I think I know just the part to put in there too yeah do you come out to the US at all um trying at least once a year so your importer is Tokiwa yes right and when you come out to the US do you do you stay in the northeast do you um, go around Go around, it depends. Sometimes in New York or Chicago or San Francisco. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, I must be do careful. Do you like Las Vegas? Ah, yes, I do. You but do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed very early. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shouldn't spend too much. That's, that's my problem with Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm never getting to bed on time. I'm eating too much. <laughs> Yes. And that's same. It's it's yes. Always yes. Ichiro says, Yumi, it's finished. You should go to bed. Hey, Ichiro, <laughs> now I'm doing good job. <laughs> Come on, Yumi. <laughs> this is a great time to go to bed. You should yeah. finish it. Like. <laughs> it's great. Um, I've just got two, three other questions, if that's okay. Yes. Um, I actually need to go to bed because I've got a very early flight tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so with with Chichibu, and this is specific to the U.S., it seems, with the exception of malt and grain, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, what's you're not producing a lot. Mm. So what's coming in is is uh, there there are not many bottles. Mm -hmm. 
and I imagine dealing with this 75 CL bottle has to present issues is. as well, right? That's a huge. Is, is, it, is that the, is that the, the bottleneck? Uh, kind of. It is. Yes. If you can change it, it's really helpful. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. The problem is our president doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm trying, not going to say anything. But I'll say it for you. <laughs> if I can ask you to change one thing, yeah. maybe 75 CL. Yeah. No, yes. I know it's difficult. Hmm. With So production at Chichibu Distillery will not increase because you're looking to build a new distillery or do you plan on increasing production at Chichibu to um, satisfy demand? Uh, of course, in some point, uh, if we expand the yeah. distillery, having like a second distillery, we have to produce enough amount mm -hmm. for people who's waiting for Chichibu. Yeah. Yes, because what we are thinking is if the production is too short, it's kind of nice because we can keep the quality, but yes. yeah. maybe people get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Then some, in some day, they might be leaving from whiskey. Oh, I cannot get whiskey. Okay, we can drink something else. Like. Oh, yeah. So, of course, we have to think the quality first. Mm -hmm. Then after that, if we can increase the volume, we have mm -hmm. to increase little by little. Mm -hmm. seeing the quality. Then what we should do is if someone's waiting for Chichibu, we have to bring Chichibu to them at least. Yeah. We're not going like, to uh, open the new market a lot, going mm -hmm. to everywhere. That's not what we are hoping to that do. That doesn't work for you. Yeah. Someone has to do, but it's not our job. Okay. Yes, but at least if people are waiting for. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, it seems there's a lot of people waiting. For it. Yes, I'm glad. Recently, yeah. we've got many visitors coming from U.S. And you have... It, so I'm glad you said that, because distillery visits aside, you also have a festival. Oh, yeah. A Chichibu festival. Can you tell me about that really quickly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know this was supposed to be 10 minutes, but I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. I hope you are too. Yes, I like to do that. But... Uh, we are like a Chichibu distillery, then the festival is in February, mm -hmm. but we are the not organizer, just helping them. Oh. Yes, the organizer is like a barman from okay. yes, like a Saitama prefecture or around Tokyo, or yes. sometimes coming from up north or down south. Then they are basically volunteer. Then of course they are doing a festival in Chichibu, so we are helping them a lot, making a tour or... So that the... The town or city that you're in is called Chichibu. Yes. So it being a Chichibu festival is not for Chichibu distillery, it's Chichibu. Yes, in Chichibu. Not oh. only for us. Okay. But also for everybody like Santori okay. and Nika too. Yes. Oh, okay. But basic idea is coming up from the barman who mm -hmm. is living in Chichibu. Mm -hmm. Then he's thinking that uh, he wants to make Chichibu like a whiskey town. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. like a good destination for whiskey lovers. Mm -hmm. That's why he started planning on the festival. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And how many years is it? And uh, this year was fifth. Fifth year? Yeah. 
One of these days I will get there. Yeah, you the should. Thing, the thing is, my wife will kill me if I go to Japan before her or without her. You can take her. With I could. She doesn't. She's got no interest in whiskey. Don't worry. There are so many different things in Chichibu too. Hot spring or... Oh, is there? There's yeah. hot springs there? Yes. Do you live in Chichibu now? Yeah. Are you from Chichibu originally or are you from no. s- elsewhere? Like very close. Okay. It takes only one and a half hour. Yeah. Like, uh, Cooperages. Cooperages, yes. Cooperages, Cooperages. Yes. You have my attention. Yeah, I, I hope so. I said it loudly. I clapped my hands. I'm like, let's get the attention of this boy right here with the gray hair. I'm curious how the clapping and the snapping is going to work on the podcast. I think it's going to be great. You always think it'll be great. <laughs> Does it, when people text you, do you ever get the responses where they clap with every word? You know what I'm talking about? I would I would not consider that person a friend. <laughs> and they they would not be on my texting list. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I did that. I said, Cooperages, 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 Cooperages. There are people who do that? Yeah. I mean, there's... Just like people, you sh- yeah. You sure you're not getting spam texts? Nah, to be honest, no one I call a friend does that. Good. Okay, good. But Thanks. I've se- I've seen it. I've seen it. Let's say that. Man. You don't even like it when I send you the thank you hands. I hate that. I hate the I thank you hands, and and that's that looks like the prayer. And then yeah. what's the one that's just the two hands side by side with the praise l- me. Praise! Yeah, I don't like any of that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I send them to you. <laughs> and the halo. After you send me something snarky, like, halo, I've got a halo. I love it. I love it. That's my favorite. <laughs> You're the only person I send the halo emoji to. Really? The only person. Wow. So you, you're so then you're good to other people, just not to me. <laughs> they just know when I'm winding them up. <laughs> Everybody's a bit of a... Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes. Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes. So, Cooperages. <laughs> I knew that Chichibu had their own Cooperage. In fact, I saw a video, I think, of... Of them coopering up some of their own casks, which I found kind of interesting, kind of amazing. And I ask Yumi about that. And then I also touch on their very own Easter egg. Not our Easter egg, but their very own Easter egg. Want to hear about that, Jason? Absolutely. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Halo! Okay, and and you have you've got your own cooperage, yes, as well. Yeah. Are there any other Japanese distilleries that are doing that at this point? Uh, like a big company, Santori. And Santori Nika. does their yes for the Mizunara casks. Yes. Okay. And Nika as well. But oh, okay. Yeah, this is. Yeah, they don't work for another distillery, so it's really unusual having a cooperage for a small distillery. Hmm. There's a question I've been wanting to ask, either of you or of Ichiro. Yes. There's a... When I think of Chichibu, in the distillery itself, there's a, there's a big wooden egg 
that comes <laughs> into my mind. And I'll post a picture for, for our listeners uh, who don't know what I'm talking about. But what is this big wooden egg? <laughs> That's not really difficult thing. It's just a, like a marriage tank, like a solera tank, which oh, same as yeah. Yeah, Grenfiddich did. Yeah. Yes. And so what kind of wood is that made from? That's a from French oak. From French oak. And do you, does that have a lifespan? Yes. Like, uh, I don't know how long can we use it. But we went, when Ichiro went to France, he visited Taranso, which is really good cooperage. Mm -hmm. Then he found it, the egg one. Then it's made of French oak, especially coming from north part of France. Mm -hmm. Then normally they said it's used by wineries. Yeah. Yes, then put some wine in it, then leave it for a few weeks and matured, then get bottles done. Okay. Ichiro thought it might be nice to use for whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, so... And he tried it out and... Yeah. Then that's history. I think it works. Yeah. Yes. How much... How much it's... I, I don't know the size of it. Is it, is it, in, is it very large? Uh, not that much. It's only 2,000 liters. So... So... Basically 10, 200 liter mm. bourbon barrels worth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then after the blending, we put the whiskey in the egg and leave it for two to three weeks. Okay. Then use only half, then put another one again, then keep using it. So, so it is Solera. In a way, there's a bit of Solera going on there. Yes. Okay. There's one last bit of our conversation, other than misconceptions, that I wanted to get into this episode. And I, and I hope you'll agree. I hope I think it'll be an important part of the episode. Joshua, I think you know by this point that I agree with everything you say and everything you set up. So please, there's no question that you will have my full agreement. Is it possible that I can apply that statement to our everyday friendship and work life? No. No. Okay. It only exists within the podcast and only <laughs> in episodes where we're interviewing Yumi. I asked her a very similar question. Well, I shouldn't say, I don't think I asked this question of Sam Simmons, but Sam had brought it up. And it is the classification of whiskey made from rice. You know, it, it touches back to what Yumi and I were discussing previously about Japanese pure malt and what is and what isn't considered Japanese whiskey. So in Japan, whiskey made from rice that also use, uses koji in the fermentation is, in Japan, it's not considered whiskey. It's, it's considered basically like a high-octane shochu. How much can you say about koji? I can't say a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fungus of sorts, right? Or a mold. Yeah, and, and basically... You know, if you're thinking about what whiskey is, right? whiskey is a grain-based fermented product that basically a beer that is distilled and then goes into cask. And, you know, if you think of Corona beer, I think there's corn in that match bill to make Corona. Then you've got your, uh, your wheat beers or your vice beers. 
Um, the, you know, the biggest one that Americans would know would be like Blue Moon as a wheat beer. But there's also Hogarten and a lot of craft producers are, are making wheat beers. My point is whiskey is just beer that's been distilled. Typically to make beer, though, it's just water, yeast, grains, right? Uh, and hops, right? Okay. So in this case, this is more of a rice wine, right? Because it's a sake that they would produce to then distill and put into cask. But to make that undrinkable sake, right? Really highly acidic sake. Mm. Just like cognac. When you make cognac or armagnac, you're making a wine you wouldn't drink. You make a wine that's highly acidic, that's specific for distilling. So when you take the case of, say, Fukano or Oishi, who make whiskeys out of rice, they're making a sake, which is a rice wine, that's highly acidic. You wouldn't want to drink it, but you sure as heck would want to distill it because you're going to get some cool flavors coming out of that highly acidic fermented drink. What the koji does is it eats away at certain compounds within the fermentation, and the fermentation for these whiskeys is somewhere around two to three weeks, by the way. I mean, compare that to most other whiskeys where you have a fermentation of 48 hours, 60 hours, 90 hours. Yeah, that's significant. Uh, The koji actually eats away at any compounds that can turn into methanol. So when these producers distill it, it's a single distillation. And right off the bat, you've got ethanol coming off the still. And they collect everything from heads to tails. It all goes, it all marries together and all goes into cask. And so the conversation is around this style of of whiskey. Now in Japan, because it's made from rice, it should have a different classification. Uh, Once you distill it, it could potentially be shochu. But the rules around what makes shochu shochu is that it can't be a really high alcohol content, which you know, somewhere in the 20s. It cannot have color. And as you know, Oishi, Fukano, these all have color, sometimes really deep, dark color. So, And not artificial color, but color from wood maturation. Correct, correct, correct. But they can't sell it in Japan as whiskey. They can't sell it in the UK and Europe as whiskey, and that's because of the the koji that goes outside of the Scotch Whiskey Association rules of whiskey and even non-UK distilleries sort of fall in line with uh, the, the SWA laws for the most part. But in the U.S., it definitely meets the classification of whiskey. It's a spirit from grain matured in oak casks and above 40% alcohol. Simple. So Yumi and I had a bit of a conversation about that. Now, now she she definitely leans more towards the Japanese view of it. And, and you'll hear Naturally her. Naturally so. Right? And you'll hear her kind of wish it had a different classification, not unlike you wishing that craft whiskey had its own classification uh where it wasn't competing with the big boys so um yeah i thought i thought it'd be good to to hear that that bit i I wanted to toss it in here perfect i think it was dave broom Mm -hmm. who doesn't classify that as as whiskey i think mostly because of the use of koji Mm. 
in the in the fermentation. Yes. And in Japan, it's not sold as whiskey. However, as far as the United States is concerned, and that's where it's sold, it meets the criteria of whiskey. And I'm not necessarily asking for you, for your opinion, though. Feel free t- to give me it. Mm-hmm. But in in Japan. For whiskey drinkers, how do whiskey Japanese whiskey drinkers think of a rice distillate that isn't shochu but is sold as whiskey? Mm, that's very difficult. But from whiskey consumers' point of view, mm-hmm. for example, there if their whiskey is coming back to Japan, mm-hmm. then sold on the market, we cannot call whiskey, right? Then yes. we are drinking as shochu. Yes. Yes. So we don't consider as whiskey mm-hmm. when we are drinking it. So, but in US, of course, the regulation and law is different. Mm-hmm. So they can call it whiskey. Then the important thing is, of course, consumer, mm-hmm. but also people who is making it. Yeah. How how do they think about their product? Because yeah. the product is. Technically coming from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Then they are selling as whiskey, but they cannot sell as whiskey in Japan. No, but I think, it, and this is the the interesting thing about Oisan and Fukano-san is my understanding mm-hmm. is they held a lot of casks back because they they didn't want to release it as shochu, where you would you would probably dilute it and you would remove the color you chill filter it so the oil is gone the color is gone and my understanding is yes they do that but they wanted to keep a certain amount aside because they wanted to keep the purity of what that product is Mm. and that's the part that i that i respect that they they decided to keep some back even though they knew if they sold it in Japan as whiskey, it would be illegal. They, they couldn't do that. But they just sat on it to mm-hmm. see, maybe we can do something with this someday. And uh, Uishi's got 30-year-old, 32-year-old spirit that they're sitting on. Um, yeah, like I do understand how they are struggling mm-hmm. selling shochu when it's got the kara. In Japan. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be changed, I think, because then they cannot sell as a shochu, exactly. right? Yeah. Then, but on the other hand, if they're selling as a whiskey in US, why don't they call like a shochu spirits or something? Not like named after whiskey. Oh, because yeah. if they are using koji, technically it's not whiskey. So, But still, people are drinking shochu too. Mm-hmm. or koji spirits, then this is another issue that, for example, sake, people mm-hmm. start drinking in mm-hmm. Europe or US, then maybe some people have a favorite sake, but still shochu, they are struggling to sell. Yeah. Yes, so when they are hoping to sell their product, if they believe it mm-hmm. is good, mm-hmm. Why don't they say this is like a koji spirits or shochu? Mm. Because they can call shochu in US, not in Japan, but if, if when it's get kara, right. then they can promote their product. Then maybe people start drinking shochu because the, actually I tasted fukano 
Oh, he did? Yes, and I thought it's really good.、Mm-hmm. Yes, so it doesn't need to be whiskey, but shochu, then when people start drinking it, wow, this is really good shochu.、Mm. Then maybe something coming, from, coming back from US to Japan, then regulation will be changed. All right. Like the issue of Japanese whiskey.、Mm-hmm. I believe that the issue of Japanese whiskey now is not starting from in Japan,、mm-hmm. but it's from Europe, I think. Okay. Yes, people start talking about the regulation things. Yes. Yes, on the Facebook or、yeah. SNS. <laughs> people talk a lot on、right? Facebook, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then many people get started. Yeah, okay. Good. You and I, Mr. Jason Johnson Yellen. Oh, gosh. It's the full version. Yeah.、Uh, Jason Neil Johnson Yellen. Okay, there we go. Should we include my social security number at this point? My passport number? My green card number? 867. Oh, five. Pump the brakes.、Oh. <laughs> Now let's, let's get together, you and I. Big thanks to, to Yumi Yoshikawa. It was really generous of her to give me 35 minutes of her time at three in the morning. That is amazing <laughs> to me. That just that speaks to. To malt stock and, and how it operates, that you could have a legitimate 35 minute interview at three o'clock、uh, on a Sunday morning. That's crazy. Do, do you think me bribing her with a little 1974 Glen Albin helped? Was that your 1974 Glen Albin? Yeah, I, I bought a Sicha Dram of, of 1974 Glen Albin. You've There was a place to buy a dram at three o'clock in the morning? Yes. <laughs> Man, you asked me early in the podcast if I'd ever been to Disneyland. It sounds like you were at Whiskey Disneyland. <laughs> oh, man, it was a good time. I cannot wait for us to go there.、Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. So. So, we'll hear one last thing from Yumi before we、uh, get out of the podcast. And that will, of course, be her misconception. Now, one thing I wanted to mention before we move on to that is that we are going to have a mailbag episode come. What, when's our mailbag episode going to be? Mid Feb. All right. So, we'll have our mailbag episode somewhere in mid February. And we are collecting questions for that mailbag. Indeed,、episode. we are. We've had them coming in too. We have, yeah.、Uh, but I want to get a few more in there. And, Always. And I had a really good idea, Jason.、Mm, debatable, but let's hear it. Anytime people send questions into questions at One Nation Under Whiskey,、uh-huh. they're always asking questions of us.、Mm-hmm. I would like to challenge people. To ask questions that they would want us to ask certain people within the industry. So let's say you have a question for Dr. Bill Lumsden, or you have、mm-hmm. a question for Gordon Bruce of、uh, Nakdu Distillery, you, you, you name it.、Uh, send us the question. We will see if we can hop on a Skype with them and, and, and toss the answer in. It may or may not work, but. I said, let's give it a try. Mix it up a little bit. Interesting. And we've certainly done it with some of our visits with some of our live podcasts where we've said, okay, we're meeting Eddie Russell yeah.、Uh, later this afternoon. Let us know if you've got any questions. Or Bruce Russell, we did it、yeah. here as well. 
Um, Mickey Heads, we're doing the live podcast. Let us know if you've got any questions. So it's certainly something we've played around with previously and represented our listeners' questions Mm -hmm. to industry folk. And uh, yeah, yeah, start an email by saying, if I could ask such and such industry person one question, I would ask them X. Yeah. And see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I thought about it. I think about, you know, all the question answers that we've done, the mailbag episode that we've done. And I feel like we've gotten to that point where we need to incorporate a little something else into our lovemaking. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Right? So you're going to bring in a third party. That's like the classic place to start. Yeah. I'm going to put up my, my red umbrella. Let people know. I'll put out the fishbowl. Do you know red umbrellas are, are supposedly a thing for swingers? Definitely not. Yeah, definitely apparently not that's true. a thing. It's 100% not true. So, listeners, uh, if you have questions or if you want to confirm my uh, assertion that red umbrellas are for swingers, uh, send us <laughs> send us that at questions at One Nation Under Whiskey. You could tweet at us at One Nation Whiskey. You could Instagram message us at One Nation Under Whiskey, or just go to our Facebook page, open up your Facebook app, or go to Facebook.com. Go to the search bar, search for One Nation Under Whiskey. You can go to our Facebook group and uh, and and just post some questions. Uh, just remember, dear listeners, that uh, there is never ever. A goddamn E in the word whiskey. <laughs> is that a special kind of E? <laughs> a goddamn E. Yeah. Um, do we have any news today? I think you, you covered that sending the questions to the mailbag portion rather, rather well. Do we have any news to report this early in 2019? I do have a bit of news for you, Jason. So those of you that are on our Singlecast Nation Facebook page may have seen pictures of this. And those of you that are not on our Singlecast Nation Facebook page, firstly, go to singlecastnation.com, sign up, set up an account. It's free. Join our Facebook page. And that's where you get to see all of the most up-to-date news. We also email people as well. But stuff tends to go on Facebook first, and and then we email people shortly thereafter. But what people will have seen on our Facebook page is that both of our mescals have been bottled, have been labeled. I have gotten a firm report that they've all been palletized and that they are ready for pickup. So that's many, 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 many steps in the right direction. Now, we still have yet to do commerce with Mexico. We still have yet to ever import anything from that country to our own. That is exactly correct. And so while everything is ready, and I'm getting more and more confident that this mezcal will be in our warehouse very shortly, I'm hesitant to put a timeline on it. Yeah. Right? Let's... let's, We've had... You know, do you remember when we sent the empty cask from Wild Turkey to Oaxaca and there was the teacher's strike? 
and mm. roads were closed down and and mm-hmm. you know cars were on fire maybe it was tires were on fire there were fires mm-hmm. and we waited a while a while for it to calm down enough that our empty cask could make it to the yeah. distillery for yeah. filling yeah so when it comes to everything looks good everything is set up everything is ready it could be a short amount of time it could be a longer amount of time mm-hmm. so anything could happen at any point to to make a number obsolete that's that's a very good point but i i did at least want to update people on i that. think that's good yeah uh, i think that's smart but we definitely can't put dates on it. the other thing that i wanted to update people on is the fact that all of the outer packaging for our Great Isla Swim bottling has been completed. It was actually finished on Christmas Eve. Good gosh. So the next step is that packaging gets moved over to our warehouse. And the people at our warehouse will then put the Great Isla Swim bottle along with the little bottle of the Core of Reckon water into that packaging get it all boxed up, and then it gets sent to our retailer that is in the UK, who will then send it out. But our warehouse doesn't reopen until January 7. So then you have to add in the time for them to do that labor of putting the bottles in there. And then you have to add in the time getting it to the to the retailer and, and so on. So I, I'm fairly confident in saying January, February for that. And once we know... Once we know, dear listeners, that the bottles are at our retailer's place of business, we will open up sales for the rest of the bottles. Yeah, I'm excited to get those moved. It'll also be exciting with this mezcal and with this Great Isla Swim bottle. There'll be a couple of projects that we started in 2017 that'll be getting wrapped up and sent out to people yeah. at the beginning of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy uh, is that? That's the whiskey business, know, right? It really is. And yeah, there, there's nothing overly alarming about how long all of that has taken. But when we talk about it every week or every month or every couple of months, you start to get to, you start to see the way in which weeks just disappear. Months yeah. just disappear. Yeah. yeah. And before you know it, you've got a 2017 project that's being completed in 2019. Yeah. But that'll be that'll be really good. The other thing I wanted to let people know about is our fourth retail release that landed in the US early mm-hmm. uh, in December uh, in 2019. This very early part of 2019 will yeah. be shipping across the United States. Uh, be sure to check out our website for distributor list. And uh, go into your favorite shop and let them know, hey, I'm a big fan of Single Cast Nation. Can we, can we get some? And have them call up their distributor. Have their distributor call Impex in San Francisco. Let's, let's, get, some, let's get Single Cast Nation into, into your favorite whiskey shop in yeah. 2019. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a question that I field quite often. They say, oh, I see that, you've, I see that you're distributed in... Louisiana, right? What, Which we are, yeah. Right. Say, so which shop can I can I get the bottles from? And my answer is, to be honest, we let our distributors 
in many cases in the, in the states that, that we're not in, we, we let them, there's a reason we let them have uh, not control of the brand, but, 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 you know, there's a reason why Impex is the, the sole importer of single cast nation. There's a reason why Impex has sole distributors in various states is they own the, the retail relationships. They get the bottle sold. They know what shops the whiskeys are going to go into. So we don't always know. And the answer to that question ends up being, why don't you go to whoever your favorite shop is? Let them know, I want Single Cast Nation. I saw that, you know, Fireside, you know, has Single Cast Nation. I'd like them to have it or, you know, whoever. MS Walker in, in Massachusetts. And just let your local shop or bar know that you want to have the stuff and let them know where they can get it. Yeah, the, the one thing to always remember as a consumer, and I'm sure many, many of our listeners have had this experience, but if you can pretty much get a case order together among you and your friends, you can pretty much walk into any retailer who's in your state. So long as Single Cast Nation is in your state, you could get a six-pack delivered to that shop and get it purchased, get it divided up among your friends. Um, yeah. Even even for us back in the great state of Idaho, which is government-controlled state through and through, they were pretty good if if we walked in and said we need a six pack, uh, they would they would make it happen. Uh, it, that was in Idaho, and and there are a lot of shops. At least the the states that I handle, there are a lot of shops that will just bring in a bottle for you. Oh, there you go. See, I always play it safe. If you can walk in and say you're looking for a case, they know you're serious. They know, yeah, but if you have a favorite bottle shop, then there's a good chance you have a rapport with some of the people working there. If you have a 100%. rapport and they know you buy from them, they'll want, you know, it's it's just like anything. You've got relationships with people that you shop from and they'll, they'll hook you up. I can't think of any other immediate news to share. Can you? I would definitely say watch this space, but oh. no, there's, there's nothing... Nothing pending. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one last bit that I'll mention here, and again, this this is regarding our most recent retail release, is that while it is the fourth release that we've done for the U.S., it is a smaller one. There's only three different whiskeys in there. So you've got a McDuff, which the label says 13 years, but it's actually a 14-year-old whiskey. You've got these Stones of Stenness 18-year-old, and then there is the Kregelki 10-year-old. Which is a remarkable little dram. Oh my gosh, yeah, I keep sipping on it. It's damn good Kregelki. Yeah, and we've we've selected up casks of plenty for uh for more retail stuff in early 2019 and early this year, as as well as stuff for online and we selected stuff for europe and uk so i guess that that bit of it is a bit of a watch this space for our international listeners yeah definitely a lot of uh, moving parts in 2019 and a lot of markets being serviced mm-hmm. so uh yeah we'll obviously keep the listeners up to date on on all developments through 2019 mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on so, yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of a lot going on, Joshua, mm-hmm. my kids are on vacation. Oh, yeah, mine are too. 
Your kids are on vacation. Wow. My kids are getting noisier and noisier in the house. No, my kids are very well behaved. (laughs) I am going to take mine off to the gym and uh, run them a little bit ragged. Now, you did this once before, and I argued against it. But I'm going to allow it because I know your boys are getting a bit restless. The natives are getting restless. They are. Why don't we say our goodbyes here? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And then uh, just move on over to uh, Yumi's misconception. And and then we'll we'll call call it an episode. That sounds like a smart idea. I do it for you, Jason. I do it for you. Everything you do, you do it for me? Everything I do. Usually I do it for Johnny. You know, I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this for Johnny. Stupid Johnny. We'll do it for Johnny. Like, fucking do it for Johnny. Uh, But I'm going to do it for Jason. (laughs) Well, as always, thanks to Yumi for her time. Yeah, thanks so much, Yumi. Thanks to you for doing the interview at three o'clock on a Sunday morning in the Netherlands. And thank you. Mm-hmm. And a very happy new year mm. to all of our listeners who continue to support One Nation Under Whiskey and all of our single cast nation supporters, uh, without whom we wouldn't have uh, much selling going on. Yeah. And one one last little thing for those of you that that do listen regularly. If I'm going to ask one thing of you, if I'm going to beg of one thing of you, it is that you will tell your friends about the podcast, spread the word, get them listening if you wouldn't mind. If if you want to go ahead, and we haven't asked people to do this in a while, but if you want to go ahead and uh, put some reviews up on Apple iTunes, we really like five-star reviews. Feel free to say some nice words, too, if you want. You don't necessarily have to. You could just... Click the little five-star thing if you love us. Uh, Click the four-star thing if you like us enough. And email us if it's anything less than that, and we'll see what we can fix for you. (laughs) (laughs) But but we one of my goals for 2019 is to get our podcast out there more. That's a good goal. Right. And the, and the best way to do that is with the help of the listeners. So if you guys wouldn't mind helping us out a bit, we would I'd appreciate it quite a lot. Awesome. And I think I always say to somebody is, give the podcast a listen. If you don't like it, guarantee your money back. <laughs> I like that. Okay, Joshy. All right. I'm going to cheers you. I'm out of here. Time to clang it for some Happy New Year bells. Happy New Year bells. Ta-da! So what what have you heard in the past five years? Where where it, it's something that you had to educate people about because they had the wrong understanding. Yes, a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> educating yeah. people is one of the big issues that I have to try. Yeah. Yes, because as you said, many things about whiskey, for example, age statement things, a lot. Mm-hmm. Natural color, or like uh, as you said, the older whiskey is better or not. Mm. The color wise, 
if it's darker, it's more if it's expensive. It's darker, it's older, right? Or, not. or more caramel coloring. Yes, but unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> still many people in Japan believe that in, a, in a, that way. Right. Yes, and also they don't really, sometimes when they just started drinking whiskey, they don't really know what is blended and what is single malt. Interesting. Yes. So, of course, like a whiskey enthusiast, mm-hmm. like a whis- coming from whiskey groups, mm-hmm. they know much about whiskey. But I realized I was in Scotland, so I've got so many good chances visiting distilleries, then right. got educated. Yeah. What is whiskey? What whiskey is made from? Mm-hmm. But in Japan, we've got only a few distilleries open to public. So not many good chance coming to distillery and she, see mm. what's going on. Then what is whiskey? Then what people are doing is just watching TV, right? Mm. Then some TV commercial <laughs> saying that whiskey is good with highball or... Yeah, okay. Yes. okay. So the most important thing for education is maybe showing uh, the fact of whiskey taking people to the distillery mm-hmm. or making master class, tasting whiskey with them, mm. then talking, discussion sometimes, mm-hmm. having discussion, then trying to make it clear, yeah. little by little, then we cannot make a big difference, a big change, because changing people is really difficult. <laughs> yes. yeah. But what we can do is keep trying. Mm-hmm. It takes maybe longer time, Mm-hmm. But that's only one thing we can do, mm. doing something what we believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Thank you. It's good that you spend your life walking around like you're recording a podcast. <laughs> it really prepares you for moments like that. It really does. Yeah, I'm always looking for, I'm looking for segues, I'm looking for pivot points. <laughs> Spend all day transitioning. Well, Delma, it's funny you should ask about breakfast, because I've been thinking about eggs. <laughs> and let me tell you something interesting that I have heard about eggs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mom, dad's transitioning again. <laughs> Joshua, what have I told you about transitioning at the breakfast table? <laughs> did, did I ever tell you the time I uh, <laughs> I went to call someone and I'm driving. And so hands-free, of course. Of but, course. Uh, but I call someone and I get their voicemail. And I start leaving a message as if I'm doing talk to text. So I'm like, hey, so and so, comma. This is this is Joshua. Period. I wonder if, comma. <laughs> and then about halfway in, I said, I I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm texting you while I'm leaving a message. <laughs> That's awesome. Did the person appreciate it? I don't remember. I'm sure they did. They're smart people. Whoever there. <laughs> 